Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we are talking about Fear the Walking Dead, Season 8, Episodes 11 and 12, The Finale. Renee is here. Hi, Renee. How are you? Hello. I am doing very well. How about you? I'm doing amazing. Thank you for asking. It is Thanksgiving week. Yay! So much to be thankful for. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there is so much to talk about because (laughs) it is the finale. So we're going to just jump right in with our question of the day. And that is, what is one of your favorite Fear the Walking Dead episodes or seasons from all eight seasons? So for me, I didn't even have to think the pilot. I just loved Fear the Walking Dead. I thought I watched it and I was like, that's how you start a series. It was, you know, especially the intro with Nick and everything. That was phenomenal. You know, I I watched that. I guess I wrote an article on the anniversary of the premiere and I rewatched that beginning sequence with Nick and it was just like, oh my gosh, what a way to start a series, you know? And you know, I think a lot of people, the first three seasons are their favorites and yeah, that, but that to me, the pilot episode, because it was at the onset and we got to see that, which we didn't see a lot of that in the walking dead. Cause you know, like we saw before and then Rick wakes up. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. So we, and we saw flashbacks, we saw a little bit, but not like fear the walking dead did. And I really liked that a lot to see it progressing and how they're, you know, acclimating to what they're learning as they go kind of thing. So, yeah. So I just, the pilot. <laughs> I love that you're so like direct, concise, you know what you like, because me, no, 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 (laughs) but this, but this, but that, Uh, I'm all over the place. But I will tell you the first thing that came to my mind was the episode Wrath, Mm. the one where Travis comes to realize that these young guys have killed his son and how he... handles that. And I remember thinking that I was so, you know, while I felt for him because he was a father, I, I, it was also very brutal Mm -hmm. and I, but you couldn't take your eyes off of what was going to (laughs) happen, but you didn't want him to go that far because what was that doing to him? Mm -hmm. You know, as, as a father, as a man, as a husband, and here Madison was on the other end, like banging on that door (laughs) You know, because she knew he was yeah. just like, I was mine. You know, over that edge. Yeah, over that edge. So that scene comes to mind. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed, you know, that scene from that episode. And that is what has stayed with me. But there are so many good mm-hmm. moments that just kind of, um, you know, bubble up that I remember. And I, I don't know if it's the whole episode, but just different scenes uh, of of when they're in Mexico and of the dam and, and when they're at um, Broke Jaw Ranch. But I was looking at uh, little clips of other people's favorite episodes, and uh, they had uh, quite a few in common. And as I was looking them and researching them. It made me want to go back and watch from mm. the beginning, the first three seasons. Cause yes, I, I do think the first three seasons were really amazing. Yeah. Uh, but I know some of the top ones were um, eye of the beholder. I think it's in season three, episode one. And there was sleigh ride. That was season three. And there is 100, which focuses on Daniel, which I remember, Mm. I really liked that episode too. And a little bit more, oh no, Brothers Keeper was season three. 
And I know that a little more recently, people really love the end is the beginning with Morgan season six, episode Mm -hmm. one. And I remember I really liked that one too. Mm -hmm. And of course I do have to mention John Dory and that would be the key, which is season six, episode four, if Mm -hmm. I have that right. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of good episodes yeah. that people could pick out and watch. Yeah. So. And, yeah. Cause there's a lot of good moments and things. I, you know, I think if I had to rank my seat, it'd be one, two, three and six would be the ones I really liked. And I did do the same with you. I went back and did a rewatch when they announced that Madison was back because I was trying to remember why everyone was so hyped up about her. And you know, I even asked the question on Twitter. I'm not trying to say I love or hate Madison either way. I'm just trying to figure out what everyone's obsession with her is. And people made really good comments and things, but I had to do it for myself. So I did that. Yeah, I did go back and rewatch. Yeah, those first three seasons are phenomenal. (laughs) I do want to say the eye of the beholder is the one where she stabs Troy in the eye. And Mm -hmm. I watched that video today (laughs) and it was really good to watch it today because of where we end up in this finale. Yeah. So I thought, ooh, this was a perfect yeah. clip to watch. And she's got that spoon in his eye. And I, I feel like I can almost hear the squishing noise. I and it's like making like I can feel me, it. Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting is it's his other right eye. eye. Yeah. The the not the one that's out. Yeah. I'm like, well, damn, he would have two bad eyes at this point. So how is it that is that his eyes okay in yeah. this recent season but i guess i don't know what sh- what happened how that you know magically <laughs> well because uh, when she hit him with the hammer that's the side she hit him the, the eye that's not visible no. now yeah yeah but i'm but saying just go behind the eye i mean she just was you know holding it i guess behind there i mean i guess but but i mean she like stabbed him you know know, she stabbed him with it but yeah she must have been coupling the eye i suppose (laughs) maybe she was an eye surgeon on the side too and so she knew how to get it right in there (laughs) but yes i felt like i could feel that spoon in my eye socket (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly oh man anyways there's a lot of great moments actually throughout the eight Mm-hmm. seasons. So, uh, you know, like I said, I'm going to go back and watch them. So mm-hmm. um, it, it'll be fun to rewatch them. And so uh, friends out there, we would love to know what your favorite episode or season is. Please share it with us because it it's so great to revisit these things because when we first watched it, it was just <laughs> such a great show that we absolutely loved. You know what? I'm, I'm still proud to say that I lasted, you know, all eight <laughs> seasons and watched it. So but anyways, please let us know. You can reach us on X or on Instagram or any of our social media at Screens and Focus. All the links are on our website at screensandfocus.com, also in our show notes because we want to hear from you. All right. So we are going to touch upon a little bit of news before we get into the episodes. And I'm going to let Renee share some news. But first, I just want to point out that The Ones Who Live is going to premiere February 25th. I am so excited. And I'm excited to say that Renee will be joining me to break these down when they come out. So thank you, Renee. Yay, thank um, you for um, asking. Of course, I'm going to talk about Rick and Michonne. <laughs> I know, my heart. I, I think I shared yeah. this with you before. I didn't really notice their absence a whole lot in the season, you know, seasons they were missing. But when they came up on the, at the finale, I was like, Oh yeah, I need them back. 
<laughs> then it hit me that it was like, okay, yes, I miss these characters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yes, I will definitely be on board for chatting up on those episodes. Very excited. And I'm excited about the new cast they've you know started introducing too. So it's, yes. I think it's going to be really, really good. So it was exciting to see the trailers yeah. as we were watching Fear. I got so excited. <laughs> oh yeah, so it was yeah, good. Yeah, so another piece of information that I will I got I was privy to today. I mean, they're slowly rolling out the information for this, but there is an event in Georgia called the Kingdom Fest, and it's organized by Cooper Andrews, who played Jerry, and Dan Fogler, who played Luke in The Walking Dead. So it's a fan event. They're going to have, you know, this normal signings and the autographs, but they're making this a very unique experience and they're trying to implement a lot of special fun things, fun parties in the evening with karaoke and improv and all this kind of stuff. And it just sounds like a blast. And unfortunately it is the weekend that I will not be around and I can't, I mean, I'm only four hours away and could easily go and I'll be gone. So <laughs> I'm so sad. But um, the, the so far, the guest list is Seth Gilliam and Michael Cudlitz, Paolo Lazaro, Margo Bingham, Cassie McClincy Zhang, Carrie Cahill, and Nadine Marissa. So and there's a couple other like uh, uh, people who I didn't know, but they're like producers, directors, things like that. So again, I don't know if they're adding more as it goes I because mean, it's close because they have the strikes and things. They couldn't announce things any sooner. But you can find the information at thekingdomfest.com, I think it's that, or Undead Walking, we actually have a 10% off code for your tickets or your exhibitor pass. So if you go to undeadwalking.com and find that, it's, it should be right at the top, the Kingdom Fest article, that code is in there. So it was nice of them to uh, extend that to our listeners and our readers and everybody. So yeah, so yeah. it sounds like it's going to be a blast. It does. Oh, man. Too bad you have to miss it, though. I, know. Wow. I was so sad when I saw the dates. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Out of the whole month of December, it's literally the only weekend I'm gone. <laughs> Wait, it's in December, right? Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's a hard, that's a hard yeah. month, though, to, to yeah. make. Well, I think the main thing is they're trying to get, you know, generate money for these, you know, the Georgia film, they're, they're supporting Georgia film community is what it says in the, you know, on the, uh, the website. And so yeah. they're, you know, like everyone... Yeah, sure, the strikes are over, but they're not getting jobs till sometime. No one's filming between yeah. Thanksgiving and Christmas. So it's going to be 2024 right. before people are getting employed again. So it's just a way yeah, for that. So and just keep watching on and they've got all their social medias, everything. They're on everything. So you can follow them there to find out the updates. And I again, I don't know yet if there's going to be other you know announcements as guests and things. So I wanted to bring up the article. Uh, we were both kind of talking beforehand about what happened with Sarah oh, yeah. and Wendell and Jacob, how there's an article, how they are alive. They mm -hmm. are alive and well. And so I was really happy to hear that because we had mm -hmm. talked about it in the previous episodes, how uh, we thought they could have been killed off on those rafts because they didn't mention what had happened to mm -hmm. them. We didn't see them. And then we had hoped to see them in these episodes. And uh, yeah, we might talk about it a little bit more as we go through this. I, I didn't want to forget to mention mm -hmm. that just in case people are wondering. So mm -hmm. uh, I think they said in the article that they have them helping Luciana, helping her with, with her mission. Mm -hmm. So that is good to know. I like that. I like yeah. that they're alive and out there helping. So and that article was on Entertainment Weekly, yeah. is that right? Yes, it's Entertainment Weekly. And they're actually interviewing them. The main focus was, uh, you know, explaining the return in the second episode. They're, you know, explaining yeah. that, which, of course, we'll get to. And 
if you're watching, listening, you probably already know, but, um, so yeah, they just mentioned that, um, so they're asked about them and, uh, they said that they initially were going to do, they had it written as what I understand, but right. then it just didn't fit, you know? So, um, when they got into the planning and things and they said, looking back, it's a bummer to us that we didn't get to say to goodbye, but it was always in our imagination and that they're part of Lu- Luciana's crew out there keeping the roads clear between Texas and the East coast. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Still not happy about it. <laughs> yeah. This is my feeling on it. They could have shown a scene mm-hmm. of them in that place. And Luciana on the mm-hmm. phone saying, Hey, Hey, we're heading out. We might see you. And then they're there and they say, Hey, we're here. Glad to hear you guys are okay. You know, just Something. a second. A I mean, if we, can give, if we can give screen time to a cat that they randomly found, I mean, I love Skid Mark. He's awesome. Glad he's alive. Glad he's reunited with Daniel. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Sorry. That was, I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> well, about that. I mean, only that. Part. I know. I, I was going to say, yeah, only that part. I, I was going to say, my husband said the best part was Skidmark. So if they hadn't brought Skidmark, he would have been very upset. <laughs> he would have nothing to say, nothing positive. That's funny. <laughs> so I'm so glad anyway, yes, he did. All right. So let's get, let's get into episode 11, Fighting Like You. This was a, a, this was a ride. Okay. This is a ride centered on Madison and Troy. We explore their relationship and the group's divide. And in a surprising twist, Troy reveals Tracy isn't his daughter, but Alicia's. Okay, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) And then uh, Madison isn't buying Troy's redemption story, and she takes him out with Alicia's prosthetic arm. All right, family drama at its finest. (laughs) So let's talk about Madison and Troy. What were your thoughts on them in this episode? It just seems so unorganized. You know, it's just back and forth. She wants to help him. She doesn't. She hates him. She loves him. She's happy. I, yeah, this, this isn't Madison. You know what I mean? And I understand she's under a lot of trauma, the loss of her children. That is forefront in her mind. As a mother, we get that, you know, but this is not Madison. You know, Madison weathers through anything. And I mean, I suppose everyone has their breaking point. So maybe that's what they're trying to portray here. I don't know, but I just, it just doesn't feel like Madison and it just seems so unorganized. And then I wonder, how did Tracy get back with Troy? They're in the truck already with her mom be in the background. And I'm like, what is, why are they trucking her around? You know, <laughs> like, I don't yes. know. Yes. <laughs> so I missed something or, <laughs> you know, and then you get, you're going through this and you're like almost rooting for Troy. <laughs> Let's give the guy a win, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, and I know you get to the end, things you get rushed. They just do. They are going to, you know, because there's so much, you know, I'm sure everyone has all this they want to pack into these final two episodes. But it was just disjointed. And yeah, I really had trouble with that part of it. You know, I think like we discussed in pre-show, the ending was great. I mean, I really, I was, you know, some shocking things happened, you know, and that. But yeah, this whole other part just seemed to, like you said, a wild ride. It was for sure a wild ride. (laughs) There were so many moments when Madison was going to do something to kill Troy and she's just about to bring her hand up and put it over and he's a oh, wait, wait, wait. I mean, who stops? At How many wait, times wait? did he say wait? <laughs> we should go back and count those, you know? <laughs> it's like, oh man, it's like, 
Uh, and then, of course, he finds a way to manipulate her because I can help you with the horde and I can do this. But I think that with that, what we're going to get into our next little conversation mm-hmm. is going to be about um, the division in the group mm-hmm. because I think that impacts everybody else on on what they think, mm-hmm. too. But I, I guess just about between them, I it was good to see them together again. Certain points in this, they did have, you know, decent conversations. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that could lead somewhere, but it kind of didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about all of that because mm-hmm. the point, and, and I might be jumping ahead here, but the point where he does pull her out of the water, why did he do that? Mm-hmm. Why did he save her? And he says, oh, I, I saw the look in your eyes. I thought he was going to say, I saw the look in your eyes. You You were you know, you had hope or you mm-hmm. cared about your kids or something. He's all, no, he saw like no light in her eyes or something like that. And yet he, so he wanted mm-hmm. to save her so that she could find a, a purpose. It's, I don't know. It was so mm-hmm. mixed for me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a woman that you hate, that you blame for so many things, even your past, not just your current, mm-hmm. what's happening with your daughter and your wife but what's happened in the past also, and yet mm-hmm. you're going to let her live. I mean, that's your opportunity. Yeah. Of course, we don't want Madison dead, you know, because she is Madison. Um, <laughs> Madison. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, they just, unfortunately for both these actors who are both good at what they do, mm-hmm. they were given this role, the story mm-hmm. to portray. And I did think throughout this episode a couple times, I felt bad for them mm-hmm. because they have to say the words mm-hmm. and they're saying the words that the best that they can yeah. and of their ability. So and this, this really, to me really proves that a lot of this is, you know, a lot of this is weighed on the writers because in season three, yeah. when they were together, they were fabulous. Those two had the best on-screen chemistry. They were, I was so excited to, you know, at first I was like, this is ridiculous to bring Troy back. And then when I watched like the first, and I saw it, I'm like, okay, this is a great idea because I forget, you know, you forget how good he is at that role. Yeah. But then the chemistry that they had before wasn't quite there. Like you said, you see, I think we saw little glimpses of that. But in season three, they were outstanding together. They were so, you know, I mean, they were just so good together. And I think that's why everyone was like really excited. They kept wanting him to come back because of their chemistry. And just, you know, like him with anybody would probably have that. Right. But we have new writers, new showrunners, you know, and it proved it, you know, it really does show that that makes a huge difference. Well, and then Madison kept getting hit. And I was wondering how much can this woman take because he hits her and then Crane is in reintroduced and he hits her and then he hits her again, like all within, well, you know, with us watching it yeah. all within like five, 10 minutes, right? Yeah. It's like smack, smack, smack. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. All know, that oxygen she's sucking in protects her somehow. I don't know. But <laughs> but the whole Crane thing, that was worthless. Yeah. Bring him back just so he can make sure he's, everyone sees he, he dies. Okay. So sorry we're bashing on this I right know. now, but we are going to get to the good part. Okay. We are going to get to the good part, <laughs> but, but we can't help but bring this up. We just can't because he says all this stuff. And mind you, when he was with Shrike, I felt like Shrike was the leader, not yeah. him. He was so in the background. Now, all of a sudden, he's like, you know, tough the, guy. <laughs> yeah, the tough guy. And he's saying all this and he finds them and he does this. And then he gets, you know, killed by Madison yelling from the walkers from this place that she's drowning. And then they come really slow 
two of them up to him and they're able to overpower this guy who's agile and could go running <laughs> off, has weapons. It's like, I survived oh. this long. And it's, yeah, I mean, like all of a sudden he just forgot how to fight him, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. don't know. Like, what was that purpose? I don't know. Just to get them in the water. I, I, maybe they wanted, to, I have no idea. And also, okay, I'm going to talk about one more far fetched thing, <laughs> but that was, uh, that was Troy being, um, you know, having that branch in him. Okay. So he has this branch in him, right? And he can't get out of the car when he's with Tracy. But then Madison comes, is about to hit him. It's and all of, all of a sudden, sudden he can pull himself out, right? Wait, I mean, so he, was working loose. he was working it loose. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing in that scene that I, I even, I told you I was tried writing notes and got tired of it. I wrote that he laid there for hours and there were no walkers. And as soon as he woke up, the walkers start coming. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yes. And, but then she's all, oh, you can't walk like that. And then she pulls it out. I'm thinking, okay, when you pull something out, don't you just bleed out? And like, right. He's like two inches, three inches thick or something, you know, that was a. <laughs> and then he walks around and there's no like blood soap. <laughs> He's not bleeding. I'm like, and they don't even try to mend it. It's yeah. not like cauterized it yeah. or anything. It's like, can't we see something yeah. working here? I don't know. Right. Anyway, okay. <laughs> we had to get that out of the yes, way. Yes, sorry, we had to get that out of our system. <laughs> there was a lot of that happening. Well, okay. Was there anything else that stood out to you in this episode? That you meant you touched on the division. Why are these guys? They know how to do this. They have been in this world for how long? They know that working together is how you get these. That regardless, put your things aside. They've done it with Strand in the past. They've said his stuff because they needed him for whatever it was. They'd go all the way to wherever the heck Dwight was to retrieve one person to because he's going to be the one to save. Which actually, he did yeah. a great job. I, I was impressed with him. But yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, why are we so divided? When you guys have a, the enemy's common, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. you have the common yeah. enemy. Yeah. Get rid of him and get, you know, move on. I just don't understand because this group has never been this dysfunctional. I don't know if that's the right word, whatever right. it is. Yeah. Just, yeah. They've never been like this. They've always, always had issues with other ones or things have happened. You know, Daniel's had yeah. things out of strands, had things happen. Yeah. And June, everybody, they, but they come together, you know, and, and and do what they need to do, and then they may just go their separate ways or whatever. But right. it just was very. I didn't make sense to me. I don't understand why it was like that. Yeah, so that was what, of course, I saw too was the the division of this group, uh, and part of it was because of Troy. We saw Daniel and Luciana <laughs> at the beginning when they uh, shoot that truck that they're in and then they bring them out mm -hmm. and they're like, great. And they take them to the cabin and they're like, great, we get to kill them now. Yeah. And they both have their motives. And then of course, Madison's all, no, 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 we can't kill him. We need to know where the horde is. And he's the only one that can help us. And Luciana's like, oh, we'll be able to figure it out. And they're like, no, I think we really do need his help. He knows mm -hmm. how to, what he's doing here. So then they let him live and then they do, divert the horde mm -hmm. from where they're going. But then we have Strand and Alicia's followers. Mm -hmm. I am sorry, but I don't know their name, but uh, those mm -hmm. three women yeah. that follow Alicia, they all want to give him a second chance. Mm -hmm. And especially Strand, he's, he, you know, he is, and I think also it is a personal thing because mm -hmm. 
when he's been given a second chance and he knows what it's like to be the villain or the bad guy and things. And so I think truly he feels, you know, I've turned a corner here. So can he, he can do it too. And I really think that is what he believes. But of course, everybody else has been wronged by him. You know, they're like, no, we want him. We want Mm -hmm. him dead. We want to kill him. So, you know, Daniel, Luciana and June Mm -hmm. also are all on board to have him dead. And of course, we saw where Madison was really pushing against that Mm -hmm. while they needed him. Mm -hmm. But that moves us into the (laughs) toward the ending of this episode. So let's talk about that. I want to know, were you shocked by Madison's actions and Troy's revelation? So uh, yeah, I it was I was like, she's talking to him. She's got her hand on his shoulder. I did not oh. expect her. You know what I mean? I didn't expect her to do that. I mean, I thought it was very poetic justice kind of thing to, you know, he says he kills Alicia. She's going to get, you know, and use Alicia's arm and all that. I thought it was, I thought it was very gutsy by the writers who don't seem to push the boundaries in this series at all. So I loved it for that. I mean, I was like, I was kind of getting used to Troy, (laughs) you know, like, Oh, maybe he'll do something, you know? So I was shocked that she did it. And I was glad though, because I I was like thrilled that something, something exciting happened. (laughs) I was like, okay, well, you know, at least the end's great. And I wasn't very shocked that he said that about Alicia, because in my, just since the time that he announced that he had, I, it's just always been in the back of my brain that that somehow they're going to piece this together. It's going to be Alicia's kid just because how they were building it and making Madison kind of start to light it. Just little things, you know, that back and forth between her and then, Oh, she's going to realize it's her granddaughter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that the first mention of him having a daughter. I was like, cause I saw a spoiler at some, you know, beforehand I was like, Oh my gosh, somehow it's Alicia's kid, you know, <laughs> it's just like stuck in my brain. I could never piece it together or whatever. So I wasn't too shocked that he said all that, but you know, that was just, like I said, in my brain for some reason, because just how the story, this, the series goes. <laughs> yeah. So I have to say, I was, I was shocked that she did it. Mm-hmm. I was shocked because like you said, the way she held his shoulder, that he just saved her, mm-hmm. that she just said, why, you know, why I thought, oh my gosh, somebody can save you and then you kill him. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, he's, I guess he's <laughs> ran his use, you know, he's done. <laughs> you know, it was interesting because that is when she turns around and tell, cause Strand is like freaked out. He's oh my God, you killed him. <laughs> and it's so funny how freaked out he is. Cause it's like, okay, you've killed a bunch of people. I mean, I can see him being freaked out for Madison's behalf, like, um, Madison, I would have, I feel like I would have seen a different type of surprise from him, but it was almost like he was shocked that she killed him. And I'm like, so that was, yeah, that was a moment. Um, she says, this is what we need to do to survive. And it's so funny because that, that line we've seen in the trailers and I always wondered what she was doing. Yeah. When that happened, I thought it was like them defending Padre or something yeah. else. And the fact that it was, oh, no, she just killed Troy again, yeah. finally, uh, yeah. whatever it might be. We, yeah. We, um, so, yes, I was shocked. And you're right. It was a, probably a good moment because that's when you're like, oh, I can't believe she just did that. But I wondered about we had talked about the medallion yeah. and what it means. And we knew there was going to be more to it. 
Although it takes another shift in the next episode, but <laughs> yeah. at this moment, yeah, like, was I a hundred percent surprised? No, mm-hmm. because we knew or we thought something yeah. was going to happen. But when I thought this was true, I thought to myself, Oh God, it makes so much sense that it's Alicia's mm-hmm. and not Troy's at all. Because mm-hmm. of course my initial thought was that Troy and Alicia got together and I wouldn't Agreed. have liked that. No, at all. no. That would have been terrible. But no. She could have been pregnant from the guy mm-hmm. that she loved. I don't know if it was long enough or too yeah. long, you know, in the, you yeah. know, when she was bit, cause I'm yeah. thinking she really did love him. Mm-hmm. So I thought, Oh my gosh, she has a child <laughs> and Madison has a yes. grandchild. How exciting. But yeah. <laughs> that will quickly yeah. change. But well, yeah, that'll change. Our happiness will change soon. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, let's just morph into a different type of, uh, happiness yeah, I think. right but um but I did want to bring up Tracy mm-hmm. because this young girl has been told so many stories mm-hmm. by her dad by Madison by what she hears even Victor, in yeah, yeah. One. yes and I I think I had a little bit of sympathy for her I really did even though an episode ago she was annoying me because she was just this yeah, icy little girl. But now I'm like, oh man. I mean, you've had kind of a rough yeah. life, you know, with her. Mo- Mind you, her mother's dead, and then her dad's bringing the mother along too. That I'm sure that's not helping. Yeah, let's remind saying, our child of this all the time. Yeah, exactly. And then let's go kill the people that. And the fact that he shared so much information yeah, with just, her. Yeah, that was weird. So I, I just wanted to mention that. So Mm -hmm. I give her a little bit of a little bit, a tiny bit of grace uh, for all of this that she has to go through. All right. Is there anything else on that episode or shall we move into? Let's I think let's move on. Okay, so we're going to move into episode 12, which was a better episode. (laughs) Much better. Thank you for me. At least for me, it was. So Fear the Walking Dead, episode 12, The Road Ahead unveils a massive horde Mm -hmm. heading to Padre, accompanied by shocking conflicts. The episode takes an unexpected turn when a medallion becomes the catalyst for a powerful chain of events, exploring themes of sacrifice and hope. The episode concludes with a heartfelt reunion with Alicia and a touching message for Strand. I do want to say that the last third of this episode really did move me. I liked all the built up to it. But what I'm saying is that this last third, it did make me happy. And Mm -hmm. I'll share more about that later. So Mm -hmm. there was, of course, a lot of character conflicts in this. So what did you see? What did you think? What are your feelings on all of that? One of the, one of the first thing that came to mind when I read, you know, that was your prompt here for this next segment. I the first thing that popped into my head was Luciana. That girl is a rock star. <laughs> she, she, I is. tell you what, Madison treats her like crap, holds a gun to her head, and the woman wishes her well. How? Who does? Yeah. This? You know what I mean? Like she yeah. is just so at peace with what her mission. She feels her mission is, and she just wants to be done with this nonsense and move on and go help people. She's done. Yeah. She's done with all their antics, all their everything. And like, seriously, she gives her, doesn't she hug her even? <laughs> like, yes. Oh my God. Yes. She yeah. hugs her and says, I wish you well or whatever, how she words it. But I just was like, man, nobody gives her enough credit. Absolutely. You know? And I just, I just 
that was the first thing that popped into my head when I read that prompt. And then, you know, there's just a lot of tension again going on. Like, you know, um, you know, like Strand and Madison, I still don't, I don't quite understand why there's so much tension there when they've always, they're so alike, you know what I mean? And they've been good friends for so long, like they off and on, you know, cause things happen, but you know, it's like you guys were reunited and I still thought it was odd that she just outed him like she did, you know, and things. And it's like, why did you do that? You know, because she doesn't know how he was the tower. She remembers him back from, you know, before. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. He's always been a con man. He's always been out for number one. That's just strand, you know, but she also accepted all that previously. So I was really confused as to why she was instead of pulling him to the side, like what's going on? Why are you lying to these people when she outed him at the beginning with the, um, his Oh family? yeah. yeah. yeah she yeah. was just like, I uh, know you're Victor Street, but you know, it's like you guys were good friends before your death, you know, and everything. Yeah. So I just don't understand this tension between, I, and I guess I don't understand all the tension. You know what I mean? Like I, again, I go back to the division kind of thing. So then for me, like you were saying that back hat, that back little quarter third or whatever it was that it really was impactful to you. It, it to me, it fell flat because, okay, mm. so now everybody's fine. You guys are all just good with each other. Now you've been fighting for how many episodes, I, I'm, you know, and I don't mean to be so negative, but it's just so difficult, you know? Yeah. I mean, and after I thought about it, then I'm like, well, I'm glad they all got their happy ending kind of thing, you know, and whatever, yeah. or, or onto that, or hopefully it's just been very tough to understand what's going on here. Like I said, it's disjointed and it, it's just been difficult for me <laughs> to enjoy these final, you know, final episodes. So yeah, tons of conflict, tons of all this stuff. And then I'm excited. You have a prompt, you have a line on your notes that I'm excited to hear what your thoughts are because I don't know what I said. I read that and I was like, I must have blacked out because I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm excited to hear what you have to say. (laughs) Well, okay. So in the conflicts. Okay. So I want to start back at the woods because this is where Mm -hmm. it started. I do want to say though, we never saw where one episode ended and the other one started which was a little bit confusing mm-hmm. because I thought, where did this episode start? But it did start with Tracy in that log. log. Mm-hmm. But I did, I kept going back in my, I don't see an ending. I don't see a beginning. Where's this going? So anyway, they're in the woods. She hears them all in the woods. Mm-hmm. And I found that conversation actually pretty interesting because we see that Dwight and Sherry capture Russell mm-hmm. and, you know, they want to take them with them because they want to know what's happening with the horde. But then Daniel is like, no, you know, gas up the car, Luciana. We're <laughs> heading out of here because these fanatics, I, I don't trust them. I don't like them. I don't want anything to do with them. Let's get the heck out of here, which was so funny. But again, it's this whole divide. You've got these people saying this and you got these people saying that, which I thought was you know, kind of funny. This makes me appreciate Daniel even more. <laughs> He's just exactly. done with everybody it does. too. <laughs> it does. It does. Okay. So while I do appreciate it and I do love Daniel and it does make sense, but again, it's divided because mm-hmm, yeah. he doesn't have, all he cares about is Luciana right now. That's it. Mm-hmm. He could care less about any other person, which leads me into the next part where I saw this great divide for me which is Daniel, Madison, and Strand in that garage. And this is where I put, wow, powerful words, cuts like a knife. And the reason I say this, the reason it meant 
to me. Mm -hmm. Daniel is fed up. And Daniel's like, I just don't want anything to do with you. All you're trying to do, Strand, is make yourself feel better. That's why you're doing this. You don't care about anybody else. It's what makes you feel better. And like I was mentioning before, that he saw maybe Troy in him needing a second chance. And it kind of does do that because sometimes when you understand what you've done wrong and you recognize it in somebody else, then you want to give them the benefit because that was you at one point. Mm -hmm. And so you're feeling that. So Daniel is like, you're just wanting to make yourself feel better. That's all that you want to do. And he was really giving it to Madison and Strand, Mm -hmm. but then Strand comes back and says, maybe you don't like, maybe you see you and me and you don't like what you see Mm -hmm. because that's a part of you, which is true Mm -hmm. because they say when you don't like something about someone else, it's because it might be a part of you that you do not like. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, whoa, that's why I said powerful words because he was pushing it back on his face. Mm -hmm. And then he says to Madison, he said, I should have never let you in my barber shop. Yeah. And and I'm like, whoa, family. Now the family is yeah. <laughs> blown up. And then and then strands all back off. And then it's like Thanksgiving dinner and everybody yeah, just goes crazy. Oh ex- that's exactly exactly what I was one thing it said yes. and it just shoots everybody off. And that's how I felt. Like this was a family. Mm-hmm. This was a family and I truly truly felt like the three of them were a family just spewing out things because they were in pain. They are facing grief. They are hurt. They're trying to survive. They don't really, really, Mm -hmm. really mean it, even though it's true, but it's not something you would say. (laughs) And so, you know, and then Madison says, well, then I regret that I let you in my house. Mm -hmm. And then Strand says, and I let you in my boat. And I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) this is like so. It's all coming back to me now. I'm glad you're, because I did forget. I literally forgot all this. I mean, now that you're saying it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. That was pretty cool. (laughs) So it was, it was, it was Mm -hmm. a good moment because it was this fractured family saying all of this. And I do want to add to that because you had mentioned how in that last third that I found very heartwarming and impactful Mm -hmm. to me, this was them letting it all out. Mm -hmm. This was them saying all the stuff that they wanted to say to each other, because that leads into Strand and Madison having a conversation that really tugged at my heartstrings here because I really, really do think Strand really has turned a corner. Mm -hmm. He has turned a corner because he finally has a family. Mm -hmm. He finally has somebody he loves that loves him, that they're important. This is something he's always wanted. Mm -hmm. Side note, I read somewhere that uh, Coleman Domingo wrote that, that that's what he wanted in this for himself. And he told the writers and they said, you know, okay, Mm -hmm. they listened to him. And incorporated in this. So anyway, back to this part with him and Madison, the fact that he's like, okay, come on, we got to go help my family now because Padre's burning down. And I think I've kind of gone off the rails here myself because I, because everything's blending together. But anyway, but he says, we got to go help Padre because it's burning down. Things are happening. The hordes, you know, on its Mm -hmm. way or, and and they, they can't get out. And 
Madison's, no, I can't go. But what I found interesting is that they weren't, they weren't like fighting. They were, I think Madison was trying to appeal to him in a sense of like, I've got something I have to do. Like Mm -hmm. I'm seeing my kids and I'm seeing them like they were before and something, you know, I'm having these visions of that. I have to tend to that I need to do. And if I go with you, I may not make it out of there Mm -hmm. and I need to do this. And I understood her. I really did understand her. Although I understand how strand felt because he's like, but wait, I saved you. I, I helped you because you're my friend. You're or my friend. And I, I did this for you. And now I need you. I need you now, Madison. And, mm-hmm. and she's like, I can't, I, you are my friend. I am your friend, but I can't do this. So, oh my gosh, that just really kind of, uh, it, it was hard because I felt both sides. I understood both sides. Mm-hmm. And un- unfortunately that couldn't coincide at that moment. He had to go help his family and she had to go yeah. do what she was doing. Oh man, lots of, uh, oh, and then he tells her, Strand tells her, if you find Alicia, tell her I tried. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. It's easy for Strand to say now, because now Strand is saying all the good reasoning, the sound reasonings, but I'm like, okay, last Mm -hmm. season you were a big villain, a a terrible villain. Yes. Yes, A tyrant. Exactly. (laughs) And now, now you have all this stuff to say. Yeah. Did you have anything you wanted to say about that before we move on? No, I think you did a great job (laughs) getting my memory back. (laughs) Sorry. I I went on my little soapbox for for a little while. Because usually it's me that does all that. So I'm glad you did. Let's talk about the Padre events. Uh, Let's talk about Russell's revelation, the group survival against the Walker Horde, and Madison's transformative moment. Tell me what stuck out to you in any of this. We talked about Dwight. You know, I thought that was pretty cool that he like stepped up. You know, like I whined and complained because they went all the way to get him, but evidently he did make a difference. So I'll, you know, all right, fine. (laughs) But no, I was impressed that they gave him a moment to shine because poor Dwight, man, (laughs) he's just always in the background. He's just always poor guy. Him and Sherry, just everything goes wrong, and you know, he's like, yeah, just. Uh, yeah, like Eeyore, you know, he's like the fear of the walking dead's Eeyore, you know, poor guy. But I love that, you know, he was able just have that moment to shine and, and, and step up. And, you know, I think he could be a good leader someday. I really do. He's watched enough people do things the wrong way. And he's seen a couple do it pretty much the right, you know, that kind of stuff. So I like that part of it. And then again, with Russell's revelation, I wasn't really that surprised again, because I just like, I don't know. I just felt that they were leading up to this. Like I, you know, I didn't know that maybe she would show up, but there would be something, you know, that gives Madison hope that she was, you know, not gone and things like that. So that to me, you know, for him, it just wasn't quite a surprise, you know, and I thought the medallion thing was stupid. (laughs) I just was like, I understand the symbolism and everything. I don't know. I'm just really not very positive. I'm sorry. And I mean, like this little kid picks up this gun and shoots her and I, Oh, okay. That part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, that whole, I don't, I don't know. I just, you know, I don't know. Is that what you were saying by her transformative moment? Is that what you were talking over? You- oh, well, okay. Well, before I get to the transformative moment, I do want to agree with you. 
on Dwight because I noticed that. I love that because there was a couple of times that he was over there telling everybody what to do. But then, of course, who else is going to tell everybody what to do? Yeah. But I love that. I mm-hmm. love that he's all like, close that. And let's do that. And yeah. now we're going to go out and, you know, we're going to shoot for the, the forest and we're going to do this and that. And so he was just kind of really kind of rallying up the troops and they're like, are we going to make it? What are we going to do? And so come on, we're going to do this. So, um, and I felt, and he felt like a leader to me. He felt like he He could lead this, like, yes, we're good. We're good. And so, yes, that gave uh, credibility for them going and helping him because if they hadn't. Yeah. Who would have let him? Yeah. They would have been running around like chickens with their heads cut off. Uh, No, not really. But, you know, uh, I think it was very helpful. And I did Mm -hmm. love seeing Dwight um, shine, you know, for that bit at Padre and Mm -hmm. trying to um, figure it out. But what one thing I want to say about Padre, it going down Mm -hmm. because all the places, all of them, I don't care where it's been. All the bigger places have gone down mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Walking Dead universe yeah. uh, place because it just is. It, it, it just can't survive. You've got so many people that want it in this mm-hmm. apocalyptic world and somebody's going to get it or doing do something or bring a horde because that seems to be what happens. Yeah. That's what happened at the Commonwealth yeah. too, right? <laughs> yeah. So, and then you got to blow it up or do something when you've got yeah. all these walkers there and, and, and then you have to figure out a way. But it's like for so long, they're like, oh, let's go to Padre. Let's, mm-hmm. it's on an island. We'll be safe. We'll be safe. But nope. <laughs> They're going to bring these the walkers, Old walkers yeah. ship, yes, and let them off. And uh, I don't know how they got that ship to go across there and yeah. the fuel and everything else, but and magic fuel that just comes how from. it and how it works. But anyway, yeah. um, so I, I did want to bring up how Padre, I, I think it was destined for, yeah. for failure yeah. at the beginning because these places you you know, you hope that they will survive and, and then they, you know, people want what you have. So I don't know, but, um, so yes. So what I wanted to say about the transformative moment about this medallion was, was okay. So I actually liked the medallion part only because even though, yes, I know it's silly. I know it is, but I think the reason I liked it was because we see Tracy give it back to Madison. Mm-hmm. We see Madison put it in that, um, I forget what it's called, the cartridge. I can't yeah. think of the name right now. Puts it in her. But we see her do all this, mm-hmm. right? When when Tracy gets that gun and shoots her, which, yes, I thought, I'm like, why is she putting the gun up there? I, I thought this before it happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, before that. Yeah. I'm like, why is Madison putting the gun up there? I, I really questioned that because mm-hmm. I thought, you just don't do that. Why mm-hmm. would you do that? And then, of course, that gives Tracy the ability to grab that gun and shoot her. And I thought, oh my God, she really did shoot Madison. I didn't think anything mm-hmm. at that moment. But then when Strand tells the story after Padre, the, you know, we see mm-hmm. everything that happens at Padre. And then he says, I can't end like this. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's the next day <laughs> and we see him and he's, he's talking with Tracy in the, in the RV or the mm-hmm. trailer, whatever it is. And, and tells her the story in flashbacks, which I did appreciate that part too. And that storytelling of what happened. Mm-hmm. Something about, I don't know if it's <laughs> divine intervention, if it's luck, if it's coincidence, if it's what. But that has happened in other things too, right? Mm-hmm. Where people get shot. 
mm-hmm. and they don't die because something bad or the, something. Yeah, there's yes, something. Exactly. Their, their flask is in their pocket. And it- <laughs> yeah. Could be a million things because we've yeah. so- seen it before, but I didn't. I knew once he said something, I'm like, oh my God, it's the medallion. <laughs> and then they show it. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, I love that. And I don't know why, because I to me, it's just a little bit of that faith of that hope. Um, and, and I love any time we can, you know, that theme. I do love the theme. Of course, you know, I love Daryl Dixon and that yeah. whole hope and faith theme in there. Yeah. So um, just that little bit, I just felt it was meant to be. And yeah. of course, that tr- transforms her because now Madison is like, holy oh, crap, okay. I get a second chance. Mm-hmm. And why do I get a second chance? Because this belonged to Alicia. Mm-hmm. And so to her, it just puts her whole mind right because she was like, going yeah. crazy. Okay. You were like way off the deep end, Madison, <laughs> but that's what it took. Yeah. And I did think it was a good idea. I guess, clever, I don't know, for her to do what she did again, to do what she did at the stadium. There was something, I don't know, a little poetic. I don't know. Maybe I'm cheesy. Maybe I do like a little bit of cheese. I don't know. (laughs) But I thought, okay, all right, you're going to do what you did before. And she really did. She was willing Mm -hmm. to sacrifice herself. She's like, you know what? I'm ready to go out. This is what I'm doing. Even though you know, now she knows at that point, she did know Alicia was alive. Right. Yeah. Well, possibly. possibly. Oh, possibly. Yeah. That's right. Possibly. Yeah. He, he said that when he, yeah, he didn't like see her dead body or something like, yeah. So it's a, a good possibility that she was alive. So, yeah. And okay. But now another far-fetched thing is okay. Tracy goes running off and I'm thinking, okay, come on. Strand can't grab a kid, little kid. And get the gun away from her. It's like she's all holding it against him. And then she goes running out. I'm like, man, this little girl, she can do all kinds of stuff. (laughs) Then we don't see it, but she finds Madison and she drags her up. Okay, how does this little tiny girl drag this grown woman and mend her, (laughs) find a place for her? She just magically appears. She's she's got some skills. Yeah, she's about her. (laughs) But as she's talking to Madison... Oh my gosh, we hear this voice. Yeah. Oh my God. That's Alicia's voice. I recognize <laughs> that voice. Oh my God. And then she shows up. What did, what did you think of that? All of I, I was glad to see Alicia because I just didn't know if it was going to happen just because I thought the story was leading us there, but I did, you know, I was like, she's busy right now. She's doing all kinds of, you know, she's just a busy, she's like now the spokesperson for, was it Dior? I, I forget which, they, she's just very busy. See that. Oh yeah, I wrote I wrote that up. Of I was like recently she got she's like the first Australian ambassador, and I don't remember which brand it is. Sorry about that, but it's yeah, so it's pretty cool. But you know she's just very busy, so I'm like, would they be able to get her in there for that? Because when they were filming, you know, like earlier on, she was filming some things before the strike and stuff. So it was like, crap, did they get her in there in time? You know, so I wasn't sure that we'd actually see her, but I kept feeling it was building to something. So I was really glad to see her because I thought that just fit you know it made sense yeah. you know i i guess going back to the you know with her uh madison doing the whole dell diamond thing i thought it was kind of lazy writing but i get you know, <laughs> listening to how you explain it i you know and i understood the symbolism of all of it it was just i guess i i like i like i like a good amount of cheese but i guess maybe that was too much for me i don't know <laughs> 
it was a little too much. I don't know. But I was glad to see her. And I knew the fandom would go crazy because they just, they wanted to see her one more time. They well, yeah. they, they wanted to see yes. her in Madison. That was, you know, because that was the whole thing with season seven. Everybody was just ticked off. Are you kidding me? You make her leave and then Madison, are you what? I was, yeah. Everybody was ticked off about yeah. it. Even me, yeah. who I am pretty obviously pretty negative about the series, I was like, are you kidding me? You're going to do this to these people who are dying to see these girls back together. So it was a wonderful moment. It was great. I loved it when she asked her about Tracy or said whatever about Tracy. And she's like, oh, yeah. I didn't have a kid. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, it. I thought that was hilarious because she's looking at her like, have you really lost it? <laughs> so overall, I thought that was great, you know, and um, again, yeah, like you said with Tracy, it was just like, I can't believe all these things. These I, I want to see a real kid in the, in the apocalypse, the one screaming and hollering and the one doing all these doing kid things, not grown up things, you know, and it's it's just it's tough to take because it's constant. They're all brilliant. They're all self-sufficient. They're all and they're eight, you know. <laughs> My eight-year-old grandson cannot do these things. <laughs> but I, but, okay, yes, I think that what we see Tracy do is just too much over the top, mm-hmm. even with Mo too. But at the same time, you're living in a different world. And so there yeah. are lots of young kids who can shoot a gun and everything. Mm-hmm. I actually think Judith, to me, is a good example mm-hmm. because I do think she's capable, but she also wants to be a kid, at, mm-hmm. you know, at yeah. times too Mm -hmm. so i but she's brave enough like she is brave enough too so i i like her balance yeah right right we still see the kid in her you know when they're coloring and they're laughing and yeah but like with tracy they just like she again like you said she knew too much in this and i understand the environment's completely different but it's just once in a while you just like to see more of a kid you know and i know it's just a different thing but it just I, I just, yeah. Anyway, but the Alicia thing was great. And I was glad that they brought her back because I knew ev- the fandom was going and I got to watch this prior to everyone else, but I was like, oh, they're going to lose it when this happens. <laughs> so I was really happy for the fans that were so excited for this. And and again, like I said, I was very happy to see that reunion with her and Madison. So yeah, <laughs> well, I was thrilled because I was holding out hope because last week or two weeks ago when we talked or last week yeah last week when you told when you said oh she's probably not gonna come I was like my heart sunk I'm like what my my bubble was bursting yeah but I told you I'd be very happy to be wrong and I was very happy of course course. (laughs) yeah but uh but I thought oh shoot yeah she really might not because Uh, cause I thought it, it could have been that she wouldn't, right. Or she mm-hmm. couldn't or, yeah. uh, uh, whatever reason, but I think, and they could have easily I, filmed that scene right after her other scenes. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, Kim Dickens was already ready to film the next episode, you know, like she was leaving, she was coming back. They could have filmed that then, you know, and easy enough. So, you know. but it, I'm sure they were filmed now because Alicia did look a, a little bit fuller faced and mm-hmm. you know because she's she's you know a young woman growing up too so we did see sacrifice and hope that was mm-hmm. the whole uh this whole episode so where did you see those themes in this episode to you mm-hmm. like what stood out to you well, obviously with madison you know that was I mean, very apparent what she was doing there but i think with alicia you know we see her you know she's been through a lot too i mean they all have you know and and you know she didn't know if her mom you know i, I guess i didn't 
pay attention to when she found out her mother was alive and things. But, you know, for a long time, she, her brother was dead. She thought her mother was dead and she was, you know, had lost that, you know, she did have her friends and she, but it's not the same as your mom, you know? And so, but she continued to do good things. She continued to go out there and, you know, when she left everybody at the raft, she was determined to help all these people that she had called and said, hey, the tower is a great place. It's safe, blah, blah, blah. Then they find, no, it's not safe. Don't come, don't come. And so, you know, she sacrificed, you know, just everything to, you know, do good for these people and and reach out and find them. And then she inspired all these other people. And that's where the yeah. hope comes in. They, they, they saw yeah. this and they were hopeful that, okay, you helped me. I'm, I'm paying that forward. And, yeah. you know, and I know that somebody called the, the girl, that, that group of girls, Alicia's fan club or something like that. Yeah. Which I, I thought was cute. I, they might've met it snidely or whatever, but I thought it was cute. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was neat to know that there's that group plus however many others that are out there following Alicia's lead and she, and she's giving them hope. So I just, you know, to me, Alicia's always been a stronger character. I think, I guess, I don't know if you can see me, she's my favorite, but she has always, to me, been the strongest one just because she had to keep going, you know, and, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. And so it's just, I just loved, you know, all of that, you know, and I saw the, oh, like the, uh, they put Madre on the trucks and yes. things. Like, what uh-huh. fun thing for Madison. She's like, wait, was that yes. fun? Yeah. And, yeah. And so I, you know, I really thought that was good because, you know, if you're going to end, let's, let's end on a good note, you know, let's end on a happy note, <laughs> you know, I mean, it sounds like they're not doing spinoffs of fear, who knows what will happen, but is that what, just some of the things that, that they had initially said, and I haven't read a lot since then, so I don't know, but if this is the end, the end, you know, then let's, let it, let's let have some happiness. And like you said, some hope. <laughs> Yes, for sure. Yeah, all of those things that you just pointed out was where I saw sacrifice and hope. And of course, in my mind, it is Alicia and Madison both yeah. because mm-hmm. they both sacrifice so much mm-hmm. for other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in turn, it does bring hope. But I did want to point out that um, I loved at the toward the end when Strand gets into his vehicle and he sees the flowers. And I thought, Oh my gosh, (laughs) that totally warmed my heart because I thought, Oh my gosh, this is hope. And just the look on his face, it was so revealing. And Mm -hmm. I just, it was just very, it was a great moment to see him. Mm -hmm. So in continuing this hope theme and also a theme to me that I saw was returning home is the character journeys and the potential futures of what of what life could mean for them. So mm-hmm. we saw different characters pair off mm-hmm. and going different directions. So with Madison, Alicia and Tracy, they are heading to LA, Los Angeles to help people with Victor Frank and Klaus. They are going onward <laughs> and they will be helping people too. And then we see Dwight and Sherry, going back to the sanctuary to find parents whose children were stolen by Padre. Mm -hmm. And then of course we see Daniel and Skidmark (laughs) and Luciana. Uh, Not sure exactly where they're going, but they're just going to continue to help people and do what they've been doing all along. And then we see, we see June and Odessa, they're going to head off to Texas Mm -hmm. and visit John's grave and teach Odessa medicine. So, Mm Tell me what you think about any of these characters or what what you see for them or what you think about any of them. 
Well, I love the Dwight and Sherry returning sanctuary because that will fulfill my prophecy that Dar- that Dwight is the one who returned, that Carol's afraid to tell Daryl. So I want to yeah, see that. Yeah, but I yeah. thought that was, you know, I thought that was go back there and make that horrible place that you guys have such horrible memories and horrible treatment and all these bad things happen. Make it a good place. Make it something yeah. positive. Except yeah. that it all kind of fell apart too in that one episode. So I'm not sure how, you know, that building was really, yeah. but you know, anyway, maybe there's another building. I don't know, but <laughs> that main building kind of fell apart, but I like that. I like that June is returning. I mean, I still like how long does fallout take to, to kind of go away? Like, right. Yeah. I was like, you just left. I mean, it's only, it's been seven years and I don't know. I never did. I didn't do the research on that to see what kind of condition that Texas would be in at this point. And maybe it clears after the, I, whatever. So that I did have that question, but I love the idea of her returning to the Dory's yeah. cabin. And, you know, yeah. especially, I was like, thinking, oh, and she's taking Dove under her wing, you know, kind of being funny with the birds yeah. thing. But anyway, I like that she is wanting to pass on her knowledge and things because, you know, she's going to have to because people need to know how, you know, I mean, yeah, whatever happens, you need to know that those skills are vital to, you know, people need to know them. So I, I like that for her because I feel like I wanted to see more of June, you know, and more because she's, she's really hurting and really, you know, she's just suffering and just lots of stuff on top of everything, yeah. you know, but it was good to see again, that little bit of hope there. And of course, Victor, you know, I'm so happy that I feel, you know, like they said his transformation and all this, but how many times has he, you know, he's kind of a chameleon and he just kind of does what he needs to do to fit in wherever. But I was really happy to see him with his family and that he's finally found that, that he's longed for, you know, he's wanted yeah. that, but he's just always going about it the wrong way and everything. So, yeah. you know, seven years did him good. And I felt like he's, you know, truly, you know, in that point. And then of course, Daniel and Luciana, I like seeing them together just because that's his, you know, surrogate daughter and he's going to take care of her as long as he can. And he got his cat back. So, you know, of course, everyone's happy. To <laughs> <survive> and <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so it was neat. And then, you know, I can to see, you know, Tracy and, and, uh, Alicia and Madison, the distance, their little group there to go and do what they're going to do. So yeah, overall, I, again, I thought there were pieces and things that were whatever, but I, it was a nice ending. I, I thought it really did, did a good job showing us what they're all doing next and kind of like, whether we see this ever in a series or something, but at least we're like, oh yeah, they're all doing great things. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought it was a good way to end Fear the Walking Dead because I, I was telling you before we even, you know, clicked record mm-hmm. today that the Walking Dead and the way it ended was how we expected it because mm-hmm. they have always come together. They've always been a really good group and there's a lot of hope and, and just, uh, there just is a lot mm-hmm. of camaraderie and friendship and love between all of them. But fear is different. And fear, um, we've seen them kind of splinter off mm-hmm. and, and different people come in and out and kind of going a different way for a little while and uh, just either separated by chance or by being captured, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. but they have been off from each other. And so I kind of think that this is a good way because mm-hmm. they are friends. They do care about yeah. each other. But they're each able to do what they need to do because they have their own, you know, desires, wants, passions, Mm -hmm. what's important to them. I also do like that they are returning home to face things. And I love that they've come so far 
in their lives, in their journey, that they can go back. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. for Sherry and Dwight, I mean, yes, they, they showed him go back already once and sort of experience what it would be experience what it would be to be in that situation again. So they know how they're going to feel. So, you know, that's good to know. But I love that Sherry checks in with them because she has this hesitancy because Mm -hmm. she's like, you know, I lost you once. I don't want to lose you again. Mind you, she lost herself too because of what the experiences that they had there. But I like that they're able to say, okay, I think we can move past this now. Mm -hmm. Now we can go back. And it's interesting because we saw Morgan return back too. Mm -hmm. We saw Morgan go back and then Morgan go off. And actually, Dwight could meet up with Morgan at some point, right? Again, eventually, possibly. They could have met him before. I mean, they... (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, know, that could very well happen. And so I, I just love that. And I do... I do have a thing for Sherry and Dwight because I had mentioned it in the last podcast episode, their whole love story and where they came from and how much they fought to be with each other. And Sherry even mentions it in this because I think one of the kids or says, oh, do you think we can find mm-hmm. find them? And she says, yeah, look, we found each other, yeah. you know, against all the odds. Yeah, we, yeah we still found each other. And the thing was, it really was years. We experienced that with them mm-hmm. because we were there when Sherry left and then years went by and here they came back together again. So I think the fact that we saw it and and it wasn't yeah. just like two episodes later and they <laughs> yeah. no, this really did happen. So I think for them, I was so happy to see them mm-hmm. uh, have their somewhat happy ending and the fact that they're continuing with each other because when they broke up, I was totally pissed off. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> what the heck? Are you kidding me? Can't. No, you can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I did like Daniel and Strand's conversation because I feel like Daniel apologized and saying, oh, I see what you're saying now, which I appreciated so Mm -hmm. much. And also Strand saying, I should do this anyway, because we're friends. And that's what good people should Mm -hmm. do. And it's like, oh, my God, this is is so not you. But of course, he's a different person now, again, because he has a husband and a child. And so Mm -hmm. it just totally changes you and or changes him doesn't Mm -hmm. have to change everybody. And, and not everybody needs that to change. But for him, that is what he needed to change. So, you know, and and they do say change, one of them says change is possible. So I thought that was kind of cool. I think I'll bring this up in our, and the award goes too, because this is our very last segment and I am saving my favorite part for the end. Um, so tell me, Renee, I want to know from you, <laughs> what was your favorite quote, mm. character or moment in this episode? It, it was tough. Cause you know, it was cool to see Alicia. It was cool that Madison killed Troy, you know, cause it was unexpected and, and you know, everything. But I just still go back to Luciana and that scene with her and Madison because I loved that. Like that, I, yeah. like out of all the things that happened, that just stood out to me. I, I guess because I think that I would like to think that I could be that person to someone. I don't know that I could, but I would like to be that person that can just. This person's just going through so much right now. I, they just need love. <laughs> I'm just going to hug you. I'm going to tell you it's all you know. And I really just that just resonated with me so deeply because I just. Hope yeah. that, and that, if I was that, if I was Luciana, yeah. that I could do that, you know, yeah. I don't know if I could, but I would want to, you know, and so I just love that so much. And I, like, again, I just think, 
you know, Luciana doesn't get enough credit because you know, I think we mentioned this previously, how she was a leader of her group at that, you know, first group yeah. we saw her with. And, you know, she's done a lot of things and she's, you know, she loved Nick and she lost him and that had yeah. to be unreal for her. And to see Charlie all the time, you know, just all these things, you know, she's lost so much and, you know, and she gained a found family and things like that. And you know, Daniel, a father figure, whatever, but it just, yeah. So that, I just loved it. That was, you know, it just really impacted me. And so I really love yeah. that. Just, yeah. <laughs> I love that moment too. I'm so glad that you brought her up. Uh, I really am because she, she is amazing. And I also loved it when Strand went up to her and hugged her. Uh, when they were parting ways too. And just, mm -hmm. I don't know, it was very heartfelt, their yeah. hug to me and yeah. just the way that they looked at each other. Also, I want to go back to something that you said earlier, because you said, oh, Madison pulled a gun on her and she still mm -hmm. acted this way. Luciana knew that she wasn't going to mm -hmm. do anything to her because right. no, Madison yeah. didn't want to do anything with to her. She was just trying to force yes. her to do it. Like, yeah. just do it, just right. do it. Mm -hmm. She wasn't going to Mm -hmm. harm yeah. her so um and i think again luciana knew that she's like she's just in pain right now mm -hmm. she's just trying to put because she says i know you want to put alicia to rest mm -hmm. so um she knew where she was coming from and yeah i think that luciana is just in the she's like in the best place she yeah. really is she's mm -hmm. the most sound yeah you know right now out of everybody because she has to tell daniel at times too daniel back <laughs> off yep back off right now. Um, you know, this needs to happen or, or whatever it might be. So, mm -hmm. but so I'm so glad you picked her because I think she is amazing. <laughs> okay. So my favorite moment is when strand, well, it's a tie between when strand gets the flowers, mm -hmm. looks in the rearview mirror, something about that moment mm -hmm. just warms my heart. Mm -hmm. It does. I don't know. I think it's Coleman Domingo in mm -hmm. his, acting coming through so good <laughs> because I feel like there's such satisfaction, such like warmth. And, and I love how, um, Klaus and, uh, it's Klaus, right? Mm -hmm. Klaus, am I saying his name right? Klaus and Frank mm -hmm. get into the car. First Klaus all, you know, what, what's going on or what's happening? Mm -hmm. He's all, Oh, did you put these flowers here? No. And then he's looking in the mirror and he sees their three reflections and he knows they're alive. Oh my well, gosh. Fine. Yeah. It was so, <laughs> so good. And then he acts, yeah, like everything's fine. And Frank's, oh, is everything okay? We can go look for Tracy some more. Uh, and he's like, oh no, I'm good. I'm good. And he's just like so satisfied because mm -hmm. he doesn't have to go search for Tracy. Right. He knows she's in good hands. He knows Alicia's alive. He knows Madison is with her. Mm -hmm. He knows that what he was hoping to do and the promise that he was made to Alicia, mm -hmm. it's all coming true because those three are still alive. And mm -hmm. oh my God, yeah, it, it just was so good. <laughs> and of course, course that encompasses Alicia being alive because I was going to yeah. say I also really love the moment with because I just would have not have been satisfied if we did not see Alicia mm -hmm. seriously I would not have been satisfied <laughs> yeah. I wrote in a post I don't know if I said it already mm -hmm. but I was gonna say I was gonna riot in my living room <laughs> if, <laughs> if we didn't see Alicia because lots of people me, felt that way yeah yeah it was so important and I'm mm -hmm. so so glad so mm -hmm. glad. So that's why I think I was thoroughly satisfied with the last 15, 20 minutes of mm -hmm. this, uh, of the finale and yeah. it did end how I had hoped and wanted 
it too. So well, I'm glad it ended how you wanted it. <laughs> Yay. I'm so happy. That makes me so happy. Oh man. All right. So, oh my gosh, this is the last, well, it may not be the last time we talk about fear because, you know, we always seem to bring it up, but yeah, it, gets, it, it, it just, it kind of just gets in the mix, I guess. Yeah. Oh my God. Any last parting words on fear of the walking dead? Nope. I, I feel like it was time to end and I think we've said a lot about it. <laughs> Do you know that I felt kind of sad that it ended? I, I thought, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know what made me sad too. At the very, very end, everybody says, thank you. Oh. All the actors come yeah. on and give their thanks. And when they did that, all of a sudden I felt like uh, that tinge of that it's over and that these actors are done with this character. That mm-hmm. must be hard for them. Yeah. These and are they, characters I mean, that they've lived for yeah. some of them eight yeah. years, right? Mm-hmm. Or more. And so um, it, it was, it must be hard to say goodbye. And I loved hearing each of them give their thanks. And then mm-hmm. of course, when I saw Morgan, I'm like, Oh my God, Morgan <laughs> and Grace. And so, mm-hmm. and it was just nice to see each one of them. Yeah. So I thought that that was awesome. All right. Fear the walking dead. <laughs> We miss, well, I'll miss you. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> well, I'll miss you so much. I'm going to go back and watch the first yeah. three seasons. All right. So that concludes our conversation on Fear the Walking Dead. But I would love to know, Renee, if you've had a chance to watch anything in the last week. Do you have any TV or movie recommendations? So no movies. We like literally been on, we're, we're like all about series right now for some reason. We watched our horror movies in like, you know, September, October. And then it was like, just, we're just doing series. And I think it's mostly because I, I shared this with you earlier that it's, they're all like weekly. Like I just want the whole episode or the whole season I released. Know. And none of them that I'm watching currently, I think are doing that. So um, you had recommended lessons in chemistry with, uh, on Apple TV and I, we cannot stop my mom my my husband are watching it together. And every, we're just like, guys ready? Guys <laughs> ready? Can you watch another? Can you watch another? And so, <laughs> yeah. And I can't remember which episode we were on actually, but I outstanding what, uh, Brie Larson, right? Is that? Yeah. 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 And, uh, what's the Pullman guy, but it's, yeah. Pullman. Yes. Yeah. It's what's uh, his name? Son. Yeah. Bill Pullman's son. <laughs> Lewis Pullman. Possibly. Yeah, that could be right. But yeah. anyway, and I just love it so much. There's so much goodness. I, I was telling my daughter, I like, you need to watch this. You're going to love it. It's so good. And so we're watching that. Lawman Bass Reeves, we're still going, you know, with that. And I, I just still, yeah, I, I, it's a very good series. I mean, Taylor, Taylor Sheridan doesn't do a whole lot of bad. You know, he's really good. Right. He's good. Yeah. But this one's I like because it's very different. I didn't know really what to expect, but it's different than the other ones, which I like because I don't yeah. want to just keep watching yeah. Yellowstone over. Yes. I love Yellowstone, but I don't need to see yeah. four episodes or you know, four series like that. And then the Gilded Age, I'm still going through that one. That's again another one that's coming out and that. And then I had mentioned the Buccaneers to you, and I was like, oh, I don't know. And I got to the point where I was like, I wanted to see the next episode. Oh, it doesn't come uh-huh. out till Wednesday. So I Oh, you might want to give it a chance. It's actually better than what I initially said. So, oh, I, well, that's good. Yeah, it's it's gotten better, and um, there's just a couple of things that are like I said. It, it feels like it's pushing too hard to try to be a Bridgerton kind of thing with the modern yeah. music and that. But I've kind of gotten okay with that. You know, like okay, now I can do this. I just needed to <laughs> just get your brain in the right process. So, anyways, you may want to try it because I've been enjoying it. Like I said, I was ready to push the next episode, and it wasn't there. Well, that. That's good to know because I I told people we would report back on that (laughs) (laughs) and uh, I wasn't quite sure. So I am watching for TV shows. I am 
continuing to watch a lot of the same shows that you're watching <laughs> because I'm continuing with Lessons in Chemistry and Lama and Bass Reef. So, and I'm loving those too. So I'm just going to ditto what Renee has said. They're so good. I'm loving it. But yeah, you got to wait each week to see where we're going <laughs> next. I, I've only seen a couple episodes of Lama and Bass Reef. I think there might be four episodes. Yeah, out. I, I still have a few more mm -hmm. to go. So I'm a little bit behind on that one, but I'm up to date on lessons in chemistry. So look, you can watch a Western mm -hmm. or you can watch a 50s drama. They're yeah. both super good. Mm -hmm. And I... Actually, instead of watching a movie on Saturday, my husband and I continued with Invasion Season 2 on Apple TV, which I've talked about before. Mm -hmm. The reason I wanted to bring it up is because we are almost at the end of Season 2, and it's so good. And I had told another um, friend of mine, my coworker, to watch it, and she was texting me. She's all, oh my, all these things of how she was feeling about it. So that just goes to show you, you know, that she was enjoying yeah. Invasion 2. But the new TV show that I just started, and I'm only two episodes in, but it's called A Murder at the End of the World, mm -hmm. and it's on Hulu. It's, um, Darby Hart, a Gen Z amateur sleuth, attempts to solve a murder at a secluded retreat. And it's with Clive Owen, I believe. Yeah. So anyway, it's it's funny because I'm on episode two, and it just hit this part of like you did with Buccaneers where you're like, wait a minute, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> like first you're just kind of watching you're like, okay, where's this going? And then all of a sudden something like kind of kicks yeah. it. And so now I'm like, okay, I want to go watch it now. I want to go see what happens. So I'm only on episode two. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm, you know, pleasantly looking forward to the yeah. next one. So that is what I'm currently watching right now. I did watch one movie because I wanted to report back on it, but it's called The Best Christmas Ever on Netflix. It is the number one movie, but I have to say it was not that great. I thought, wow, it has Heather Graham in it. Mm -hmm. It has Brandy in it, but... It was just okay. It just, it wasn't that exciting. Mm -hmm. um, it's all, it's super short. So if you just want to watch a Christmas mm -hmm. movie that is super short, then tune in. But it's not, it's, there's not a love story in it. It's just mm -hmm. basically Heather Graham gets these, you know how you get people there, uh, instead of getting a card, sometimes you get those newsletters of what's mm -hmm. happening in their life and her, and, and um, the brandy i can't remember the the her character name right yeah. now but her the per, you know she's i think wealthy has a good life mm -hmm. she keeps sending out these letters and heather graham like is sick and tired of seeing this she's <laughs> like how can these all be true how can people really live like this well long story short she gets to her house for christmas by accident and you'll just have to see how she does that but and she gets snowed in and she has to stay her and her family have to stay at this house and just more is revealed about um about that so you know it's okay it's all right but it would not it's not something that i would watch again let me just say that yeah. i got through it i watched it but it is not something i would watch again so okay. that is what I am watching, plus I'm watching all my reality shows. I do want to let our friends out there know that I am going to be putting out a podcast episode on reality TV shows that'll be coming out early December. 
And maybe I can get Renee to join me on something else. We'll see. Um, but just look out for a couple episodes uh, coming out in December. And then, of course, we'll be back in February with more of <laughs> the ones who live uh, in the Walking Dead universe. So friends out there, if you have any recommendations or any feedback for us, you can always get to us on social media or Screens and Focus does have a Google voice number. And that is 669 223 8542. That is in our show notes. So if you want to call us and leave a voice message, or you want to reach out to us and um, give us your feedback or your recommendations on social media, please do that. Everything is at screensandfocus.com. And all of the information is in our show notes. Okay, Renee, I want to thank you for joining <laughs> me today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I want to thank you seriously for breaking all of this down. Mm -hmm. um, Fear of the Walking Dead for ending it with me, the finale for doing Daryl Dixon. I'm thankful for you. Mm -hmm. I'm very <laughs> thankful. Seriously, I really am. I so. appreciate that. <laughs> and I'm yeah. thankful that you asked me because I have so much fun talking with you. Thank you, Renee. You're so <laughs> kind. All right, friends out there, we want to wish you happy holidays. Mm -hmm. I, even though this may come out Friday, the day after. Um, so happy Black Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh we want to thank you for tuning in because we are grateful for you and we are thankful for you and we're so happy that you tuned in and we hope something that we said today resonated with you gave you a chuckle some happiness some positivity or inspiration please subscribe to our website at screensandfocus.com and tell a friend because we would love more members of our tv club you can find our website listed in our show notes and remember to keep watching keep exploring and keep those screens in focus and we will see you next time bye, bye.